0: Hey, everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories.
1: The Blade of the Poisoner by Douglas Hill, dramatized by Wally K. Daly, part four.
2: Scythe, we can't do this. I'll put the barrier back.
1: Leave him. He will break or he will
0: not.
2: When is the moon to be full? Two nights from now, Gerald. And we better get going.
0: As we walked on from the richer section of the city towards the poorer, my face was blank, but inside all was turmoil. I remembered the wizard Krill saying that for the wound to heal, both the tainted blade and its wielder, Prince Meftik, must be destroyed. I knew what I had to do. And as we reached the crisscross of alleyways that marked out the poor part of the city, I did it. I simply slipped into a side alley when they weren't looking and ran away from them not knowing that I would be facing death even sooner than if I stayed with them. I didn't know where I was heading, but I knew that my leaving them was their only chance of escaping certain death. By the time evening approached again, I was starving, and no money to buy food. I was walking down an alley when I came across what looked like an inn. I went in hoping to beg some food, but as soon as I opened the door, I knew I had made a bad mistake. I'd never seen such a villainous-looking bunch of cutthroats as I now face.
3: Say up, boy. What you want? Hungry. And can you buy food, boy? You have money? No. Hear that, lads? What? I... No money. Oh, uh... So, come thieving, have you? No. Oh, yes, you have. Well, whining will soon show you what we do to thieves. <coughs> ah, well ah. boy. <laughs> 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 Push me over, would you? Anyone who does that to Wyatt, he gets a slap in. Oh.
0: He hit me hard, knocked me over. I fell under the table, and there was a knife there. Just a blunt eating knife. And without thinking, I picked it up as I stood. So, the thief thinks he's a knife fighter as well, does he?
3: No, I just...
2: Right, so
0: let's fight then, boy. A
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: little bit of entertainment for the lads. See my pretty little stiletto? All ready to cut you nicely. Ah. <laughs> so, Winy, wouldn't I fight with children, Woody, in my place? And the rest of you smirking and giggling and sitting there do nothing to put a stop to it. Get him out of here and toss him in the gutter where he belongs. I'll ah, get okay, even with you, boy. Nobody crosses Winy and lives to tell the tale. You, boy, come to the fire and sit. You can eat now, and then I'll find you jobs to do till the price is paid. Fair? Yes, ma'am. Good. It's on the way.
0: It was dark again and raining hard, and she showed me a straw pallias in the corner and said I could stay the night. When I woke, the grey dawn light was streaming in. I realised this was to be the last day of my life. Tonight, when the full moon came out, I was at the city centre... A place called the Middens, when I heard the cry go up. I ducked into a niche between two buildings to watch. I saw the upper part of his coach was ugly green glass shaped like a sapphire, and through it I saw there were two people inside. One was Meftik, who I remembered from the forest, and the other...
2: Flamorock!
0: He stepped out of the coach and unwound himself. He was so tall! Twice as tall as archer, but thin and skeletal in face and body, all his bones on view. As to his face, I was so frightened. At first, I didn't feel the building sway. And then I was aware that the ground moved and I fell. Flamorock fell back into the carriage, looking frightened. And the groom whipped the horses hard and they raced away. Then, as I stood... I heard the voices close behind me.
1: Just look what we have here, lads. (laughs) Right where the whiner said we'd find him.
0: There were four of them. Soldiers dressed in that sickly green uniform of
3: theirs. First time that rat whelp has ever told the truth. Are you sure this is him then, sir? Sure. Look at the clothes. He's no citizen. Oh, no, you don't. You just (gasps) stay
1: still, boy. Don't try running away. Prince Meftik wants you, and he's going to get
0: you. The soldiers took me straight to Meftik's palace, And soon I was standing in the throne room. It was gigantic. Walls and floors made from massive blocks of green and yellow marble. I looked up. It went so high that the eye could not see the roof. Meftik and Flamorock sat on a raised gallery and were looking down to me mockingly.
3: How do you like my little pets, boy?
0: I looked to where he pointed. There was a wide, deep pit in the shadows in front of me, and I realised it was full of living creatures. Captain,
3: you say your sergeant and his men found the boy because of a creature called the whiner? Yes, Highness. He is a common pickpocket
1: from the middens. We have him in the chamber nearby, for he believes he will
3: be rewarded. Rewarded? A middens thief? (laughs) He will receive his due. (laughs) Keep him where he is. Very good, sir. You seem an unimportant sort of worm, boy. Yet we've been told you've been travelling with the three rebels who have dared to use talents against my troops and who now, it seems, lurk within my city.
0: For the first time, Flamorock turned those burning eyes on me and I felt my legs go weak. It was as though he could read me through to the soul... He is terrified,
3: or ignorant, or both. Are you sure that he is the one, Flamorock? There can be no doubt of it. Then I shall torment him till he tells us where the other three are. Princeling, you are a fool. I have never seen the boy before yet. Unlike you, I recognize him. You cannot kill him slowly. You have already done so. See? There is your initial, carved on his chest by the tainted blade. Oh, so it's him, the whelp from the wellward. I'd forgotten. But the moon is full tonight, so I can play with him a while, and then we can be entertained at moonrise. A death from the tainted blade is always amusing. Before your playtime, Prince, I would question him. I shall bring him a little nearer.
0: Flamorock looked at me intently and suddenly I was floating up to the gallery, crossing the pit and seeing the snapping mouths there. And then I was left suspended in the air, his eyes burning into me as he spoke. Tell me.
3: What do you know of the earth tremor this morning in the city? You were there somewhere. I I sensed the presence of the blade wound. I know nothing. Ah, yes, the tremor. It quite upset you. Did it not, demon, made you all uh, unsteady? I told you I was merely unbalanced when the horses reared. But it is clear that the boy speaks the truth as I expected. For the moment it seemed that... The impossible had happened. It is of no importance. The boy knows nothing. Then why did the three rebels bother with him? Doubtless they had some notion of saving him from the blade. Perhaps with the sorcerer's aid. <laughs> saving him? <laughs> no one can be saved from that deadly bitch. Ah, keep that away from me. See, boy, how even the mighty demon Flamorock shies from my lethal little blade. Ah, you will presume once too often fool. One day, despite our master's orders, I will turn you inside out and carve my name upon your very guts. Indeed, Lord Flamorock, it was a harmless jest, that's all. I, 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 I meant
1: no disrespect, I assure you.
0: As Meftik spoke, I was lowered to the floor once more, relieved not to have been dropped into the pit. Now I'd seen what sort of creatures were in there.
3: Play your foolish games, princeling. I will be better employed spurring on your underlings as they scour the city for the three rebels. The sooner they are in my grasp, the happier I shall be. So, the brave demon having left, It is just you and I. Now, boy, let's see what extent of anguish can be achieved before moonrise and your death.
2: What is that? That? That gigantic, ugly building ahead.
1: That is our goal, Mandra, the Tower of the Poison. You
3: there! Stand where you are! Four soldiers either side!
2: There must be about 40 of them. They're all going to join in the search. I think I'm too tired to handle this.
1: Then Archer and I will whittle down their numbers a little. Ready, Archer? But of course.
2: (sniffs) Wait! Look at their eyes. They're not seeing us. They're going past us. That wasn't me doing that.
4: Then chances are we have a visitor. Correct. It was, as you surmise, my doing.
2: What do you hope to do here, Krill?
4: I have every faith in your abilities, but it has begun to seem you might be a little overstretched against a high demon. So, I have decided to come and save you. (sighs) I confess that the four of you, the last living talents apart from myself, are rather important to me. But you could be taken. You
1: saw him standing on the bush, Archer. We're talking to an astral being like before. Uralt would be here, too, if this was Krill in his true body. I
2: should have known. Let
1: us be on our way.
2: If you aren't in your real body, you can't use the true magic?
4: True, but I can still use my talents. The truth is, I am here because I'm aware how exhausted you've become, Mandra, my dear. Oh, thank you. You have done wonders for one so young. But now I shall provide. I shall get us into the tower and reinforce all your efforts to do what must be done when we're in there.
2: I thought you might join us, especially if we got the blade.
4: I have perceived in the elements and the ether that we're approaching a crucial moment. It is the time we must take every risk, for if we win, the gains will be immeasurable.
2: And if we lose?
4: I dare not even contemplate it. But come... Flamrock is not here at the moment. He searches for you in the middens, following false trails Urald and I laid earlier. On the other hand, young Jarrell is with Meftik, and since the afternoon is rapidly waning, I suggest we all make haste.
3: Ah so How do you like my little (laughs) plaything? The pillar comes up out of the pit just wide enough for you to squat on. And now, with this little toggle in the arm of my chair, I can sway it from side to side. (laughs) Or slide it higher and lower. (laughs) And even plunge it into the pit completely. Ah! No, no. Don't worry. I was only teasing. And now I shall swing the pillar a little faster and you will indeed soon fall off into the pit and save me the
4: trouble of lowering it.
3: Ah! Ah! Joe!
4: Who intrudes? Soldiers, hold the... I have held him. He will speak no more for the moment. I'm so sorry I could not stop the boy from falling. That was not Gerald. I see him. He's just there. Oh. In the darkness below the terrace where the poisoner stands frozen. He's in a semi-trance. There is a demon grip on him. Flamorock has left great power behind him in his absence. Still, I can float him to us.
2: Gerald. Gerald, can you hear me?
4: No, he can't.
2: The wound on his chest is pulsating.
4: Because his time runs out. Soon the full moon will rise. Let's pick him up and go. We must take the blade as well. And there are things here that disturb me. For a moment, Mephtick. You may have the power of speech and tell us things. It is you, isn't it? The rebel sorcerer. You dare enter my tower?
1: Why don't we just twist his neck and be off before the demon returns?
4: A moment more... Meftik, who was the one who went into the pit? A small time thief, the whiner. The boy himself dies at
3: moonrise, wizard, and you cannot save him now, nor save
4: yourselves. I can. Your demon has departed, poisoner, and no other in this place can stand against me. <laughs>
3: Urald! I am here, master!
2: Krill, you fool! If Urald answers your call, that can only mean one thing. You're really here in person, aren't you? Only pretending to be in your astral form.
4: True. I did not want to worry you with it. I could not invoke magic unless I was here in person. And Flower Urald has been keeping him busy with false trails, until now. (laughs)
2: His beak caught his chest. Crimson. He bleeds, Krill. I think he's badly injured.
4: There is nothing I can do. Fight back, you old. Fight back. Oh, you
2: master! One last blow! I strike!
1: Yes! He's pierced him through the heart with his beak. they
2: are both twirling down. The vulture's still lashing even as it dies. Your old's pulled free. The vulture is dead.
4: My good friend, how bad is the news? The worst.
3: The demon has brought my death, Gryldor. No
4: wizardry can heal these
3: wounds.
4: Your old friend and companion, how can I go on without you?
3: You
1: must... There are terrors in battle still to come, more potent than any we have faced. One last thing while I still live use the true magic with my aid and raise shields around yourselves.
4: Why?
0: Do as I ask,
4: and with haste. Ah, there. Now we are encased in a silvery sheen that nothing can enter.
3: Good. Do not mourn my departure, Griltor. I am simply released from this sphere. Sooner than expected.
4: I don't know whether to mourn you or to envy you, my beloved friend.
2: Krill, on the terrace, something is appearing beside Meftik.
4: Quiet. It is Flamorock himself.
3: o weakling of a wizard, your absurd deception has failed. Your, your familiar, familiar is destroyed. You are powerless and in my power. And your defeat.
4: My deception served well enough, demon... And I'm hardly powerless, as you must see from the shield.
2: Its eyes! They're starting to blaze!
4: And will shortly squirt fire. Brace yourself for the shock. The shield won't stand much more of this. And what can mere talents do against a demon? One thing. They can awake Gerald.
2: I thought he was in a spell.
4: Before Euron died, I broke it. He's now in a light sleep of my devising.
2: Oh, look at him. Poor Gerald. The scar pulsing even more strongly. Flamorock's eyes have changed. He's got something new in store. He's firing balls of red-hot metal. The
4: shields are beginning to falter. It must be done. I can delay no longer. What must be done? I must awaken Gerald's talent to its full adult power. A
2: mere firebrand against this enemy?
4: Much more than just a firebrand. What I am about to do is our only hope. It may kill all of us, including Gerald. For I must reach his mind with mine, and I cannot do so through the shields.
2: You want to drop the shields?
4: They're going anyway. Do what you can, Krill, but do it now. When the moment is right.
3: Flamorok, I pray you spare some of them for me. Even just one to play with a little. Now. Silence, fool, or I will feed you to your own creatures in the pit.
2: His turn back his eyes look at his eyes No, do right, don't look. It'll burn your eyeballs to cinders.
3: I can look all
1: right. Do your worst, Flamorock. Scythe's black sockets can take all you can offer and
4: more. Gerald hmm? from this moment let your true talent awaken and function in the true splendor of its power. Krill, oh, it's you call up your creatures, Gerald Call them now!
2: They are coming, Krill. They are coming.
4: The throne is starting to shake!
2: Ah! Oh, there's a flood oh.
3: of water from the terrace!
2: The building's falling all around us! Marble blocks falling from above!
3: Krill! Where are you? Krill!
1: Did you see him go, Arch? No!
2: One moment he was standing there and then he'd gone!
1: Keep your eye on Jarl and Mandra. I'm going to get Meftig. Beware!
2: Flamerok is still up there! Don't
1: worry, I can see him. He slumped in a daze. So, Flamrock, it is true what they say. In the face of elementals, even demons quake and grow
3: weak. But now one comes to take me to safety, human. Just feel the power of its presence. Remember it well, for there will be another time you will feel it soon.
1: buried in rubble.
3: (laughs) Yes! Nephthik is here, alive! Lightning and fire and earthquake and water. But nothing can kill Nephthik. I am the prince! I have the blade nothing can kill. And now it kills you. I hold my sword high. And now prepare to die! Die!
1: Well shot, Archer! An arrow through the wrist should keep him quiet a moment or two. And the tainted blade is mine. Get the youngsters out, Archer. I'll follow.
2: I still can't find Krill!
1: Get them out! The whole tower's going to fall by the sound of it.
2: What a methtic!
1: I'm about to settle it now. So methtic. It is time. I could use this and scratch you and let you die in agony in a few hours' time. But you might just escape. And I want to be sure you're finished. So, yes, up in the air above my head you go. Now, see the pit below. By a miracle, many of your creatures escape with their lives. And now it is time for you to join those reptilian friends of yours and see which of you is the most venomous.
2: Where is Cy? Don't worry, he'll get out. The whole building is starting to fall. Krill? Still no sign. The tainted blade?
1: I have it safe in my scabbard. We'll go to the hill above the city to decide what next.
2: Earthquake, thunderstorm, wind, fire and flood elementals. Who could have believed how powerful they are? I could feel them in the palace. Huge, shapeless, invisible, but oh, so powerful. Enough to strike Flamorock down like a reed.
1: But not for long. Something picked him up. A stream of evil power. It just had to be the demon driver. Won't you have something to think about at this moment?
2: No wonder Krill risked all for such a talent. And we thought you were only a firebrand, Jarrell. The full moon is going to rise in a little while, and whatever talent I have, it is not going to keep me alive. Look at me! Oh! No! The scar has turned green, and now it's started to glow as well as pulsing. We can't destroy the blade without Krill. You told me that. So I'm going to die at moonrise. There's no elemental that can keep that from happening. Don't give up hope, Gerald. That's right. We don't know what happened to Krill. He might still come to us in time. If he's safe, why isn't he here now?
1: The blade too pulses and turns green.
2: It must be destroyed.
1: Gerald speaks true.
2: We could try. Oh, yes, surely we could. Look!
1: On the brow of the hill.
2: A glow. A bright glow forming itself into. into what? Krill? No, Flammarok. Gerald, do something! Gerald! You
3: will not escape this time by using elementals. I have veiled the boy's mind in darkness. He will not use his talent ever again, for shortly the moon will rise. I will keep you motionless as well, that your minds may remain open so that you may watch the boy die. Watch how the wound grows. Glowing ever greener, spreading like a mould Along his arms, up over his throat Down over his stomach, burning his stomach as it goes See the smoke that is created And it leaves his skin cracked and blackened behind it The surf is crumbling, seared beyond recognition By the fire within Until finally, watch He slowly crumbles to ash at his own feet and your friend is now nearly a pile of dust. That death was an illusion for your enlightenment and for my entertainment. The boy's real death in precisely that form will happen in a few minutes. Meanwhile, you may enjoy a little more enlightenment about the fate of that fool of a friend of yours, the wizard Tabatang. When he dropped the shields in the palace to summon the boy's talent, I gathered him up and threw him to my master, the one you call the Demon Driver. Your wizard now lies in torment in my master's palace. And there he will remain undying and in agony for a hundred years. (laughs) Foolish woman, you think using your talent to throw your knife without lifting a finger can harm me? A mortal weapon cannot harm a demon, only melts on contact with my flesh. But harm will come to you for your disrespect.
2: Jarl, I couldn't understand why Archer threw her knife. Now I know why. She is telling me I too can use my talent. I have removed the veil that Flamorog used to cover your mind. Can you hear me, Jarl? Yes, I hear you. Do something quickly. Flamorock is aware of what I have done. A fountain of water between us. We're free of his grip. I've weakened him, but I can't hold it very long. Look, the glow of the moon is on the hillside. Any second I will die. Flamrock is still cringing away from the water. What else can be done? Archer, sigh! I don't know. Wait. Look at the way he's standing. Covering his face. I've seen him like that before. At the palace. The blade. The demon fears the tainted blade.
1: Good. Then let us make him a present of it. Deep in his heart.
2: He's starting to glow green. The blade is melting into him, destroying itself. And now it's Flamorock himself who is melting. I... I... Gerald! Gerald!
1: Turn him over quickly, Mandra. The moonlight is now bright enough to see his chest.
2: It's gone! The mark has gone! He's safe!
1: Good. I'm glad he lives. A talent for controlling the elementals will come in very handy on our travels. Travels? Oh, yes, come sun-up. Time to go to the other end of the land. Save Krill from the palace of the demon driver.
2: But of course, I was forgetting. Won't Gerald be thrilled when he wakes up? He probably thought it was all over. And now we can tell him. It's,
1: it's only, only just, just beginning!
0: beginning. <laughs> <laughs> In part four of The Blade of
1: the Poisoner, dramatised by Wally K. Daly from the book by Douglas Hill, you heard Eric Allen as Jarrell and James Holland as Jarrell the Boy, with Elizabeth Bell as Archer, Ben Onwukwe as Scythe and Susan Sheridan as Mandra. Prince Meftik was played by Hugh Dixon, Krill by James Thomason, Urald by David Bannerman and Flammerock by Brett Usher. Richard Pierce was Whiney, Anne Windsor the innkeeper and Nigel Carrington and Charles Millam soldiers. Special effects were by Dick Mills and music by Peter Howell of the BBC Radiophonic Workshop. The director was Peter Fozard.
0: Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.